Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hi everyone, Lily Sullivan here, bringing you another episode of Going Deep. This month, Earwolf Presents is releasing episodes of Season 1 of Going Deep to celebrate Season 2, coming out on September 12th. This week, guest stars Mary Stone and Seek Nicholson as a married couple trying to rekindle the spark. It's very Undercover Blues or Mr. and Mrs. Smith or some other movie about spies who are also married. I loved having them on, and as you can hear on the record, I am having a very hard time keeping a straight face. Enjoy listening and remember to listen to season two of Going Deep on September 12th, only on Stitcher Premium. To get a free month of listening on Stitcher Premium, go to stitcher.com slash premium and use promo code DEEP. Thanks. What you're about to hear is a totally real, not fake couples counseling session. It contains bad words, sex stuff, and therapeutic techniques that are not legally allowed to be used inside the United States. For the purposes of maintaining confidentiality, Names and some identifiable characteristics were meant to be removed. However, we did not have enough time. Uh, hello, Diana. Uh, my name is Olaf. Hello, my name is Tatiana. I am calling from a closet, so I am sorry if you cannot hear me. Uh, Diane, I am having struggles with my husband. I've been having trouble with my... connecting with my wife. One time we went to a movie theater. When I got the popcorn, I asked my husband if he wants some, and he said no, so I get the small size, and halfway through he keep on eating my popcorn! We have very different work schedules, and frankly, you know, it has really affected our ability to be intimate. The Fire is just, uh, is not there anymore. Oh, shh, 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 shh. Okay, I have to go, I have to go. Passion. How do you keep it alive when you've been married for so long? Sexy lingerie? Foot stuff? When I meet this couple, I can see that the sexual spark is gone. We were uh, engaged when we were children. Yes. And we were um, like ballroom dancers. And, uh, you know, they like to do those kind of pairings when you are younger. And they said that you are going to be married to a man named Olaf. And I said, a man named Olaf? This is, uh, no, this is snowman. And I and said, yes, like the snowman, but I was the first. The snowman is named after me. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if you know. The snowman, um, this is from a movie. Yes. It's from Frozen and Frozen 2. Oh, yes. Okay. 
So anyway, we were married as children after meeting as ballroom dancers. And then smash cut to 20 years later, we moved to the United States to just be regular people and nothing more than that. Oh, okay. That is That's a right. pretty much in nutshell. And, uh, you know, we went from little babies to little Americans, regular little Americans. We work normal jobs that involve absolutely no violence whatsoever. And, uh, yep, just suburban, just suburban. The way that you're hitting it over the head, it makes me a little suspicious, but uh, okay. Um Welcome to America. Oh, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, if yeah, I may begin, I please. would just like to say I think maybe the core of the issue stems from the fact that we both work very hard and we have strange hours on our normal jobs that keep us out for long periods of time. And sometimes it makes it hard to connect and communicate. So what, what are your normal jobs? I am an accountant, and I will go on accountant trips for long periods of time to different countries and meet with foreign leaders, and then I come home after nothing crazy happens. Yeah, yeah and I really have another normal, very American normal job. I am a welder, and I take my welding practices across overseas, and I uh, meet with a lot of foreign adversaries for the welding purposes. What a beautiful American couple with normal American jobs. Funny enough, my father was an accountant and my mother a welder. It's just between our very American normal jobs, we don't have a lot of time to connect. And also, in turn, what happens is uh, we, t- w- I-, I feel as though well, maybe we have some secrets. Hmm. So secrets between you two? Secrets you're keeping from each other or secrets you're keeping from others? Secrets between us, secrets from the government, I mean, the neighborhood council, secrets from oh, basically you said everybody. The government. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I said the government. I, I think I think government. you're making stuff up. But yes, it's like, you know, here's here's my thing. Like, you know how you come home after a long, long trip abroad, hands covered do in I blood. Do I ever know that? I travel all over Europe. Oh, really? Where? Where do you go to? Oh, um, France, England. Um, Finland. Have you ever been to the Eastern Bloc? No, but I am, uh, we are planning a big trip coming up. We're doing <gasps> all of the Bloc. Oh, wow. And who will you be taking on this trip? Um, a young man I've been seeing. Wow, Eastern Bloc is for lovers. Everybody says that. Oh, it is gorgeous. I hope you and your lover can hold each other and look at each other's eyes in the moonlight and have some beautiful fish and say, wow, I love you. There is a small place in the village where we are from that it is an old uh, penitentiary, an old jail. And the lovers go there and they take photos and and you hear the screams of torture coming out (laughs) Oh, so it's an active jail. It's not... uh... No, it's more like the ghosts of the jail. Like, it's like Uh, there's nobody there anymore, and yet you still hear the screams coming out. uh, But it is the most romantic place in our whole village. Ah, you know... I I am such a big proponent of like seeing the historical sites 
And yeah, there might be some dark history there, especially in Europe. But it's once you're there with a lover, that's what it's about. You know, we're recontextualizing history just by purely by proximity um, as a couple, wow. as a lover. Um, that's it. You are reclaiming. That. You are reclaiming the trauma. The fear turns into horniness and it is gorgeous. You will love the time. Can I ask a question? In your professional opinion, what is the best way to connect when one partner is in the headspace of having just done something crazy and violent and the other partner is just sort of like at home with the kids doing, you know, making the dinner? Oh, um, this is purely hypothetical or? Purely hypothetical, yes. Uh, I guess it would, you know, what type of violence are we talking about? How traumatic is it? Is it, you know, did you, did you kick a dog or did you hit a dog with your car? No, or no dogs. Did the dog, you know, did you and the dog have a duel and the dog bit you, but then you, you decided that you need to chop the dog's head off? You know, um, sure. No, I guess I was thinking more. Like, do you have an issue with a dog? Her, my neighbor has this fucking dog. I swear to God, every day, bark, 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 bark. Shut the fuck up. Oh, we can relate. There is a dog in our neighborhood, and I have been setting up traps for it. Still no bait. Uh, is that right? Still no. Still, still no capture. Yes, he he isn't taking the bait. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Still Infuriating. No bait. Still no bait. So I guess we're not talking about dog violence. What kind of violence are we talking about? Because I So I guess if you will indulge like a slight role play for for in the interest of metaphor, right? So Please, like let's say I love a good metaphor. For example, I am a, you know, top secret KGB-esque agent, right? And I have been sent to, I don't know, France to kill a, I don't Ugh. know, foreign dignitary, right? Sounds and lovely. I, it does sound lovely. Less, yes, you walk by the Eiffel Tower, you see him on a stroll, you pull out your pistol with a silencer and pow, 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 and you feel the rush and the excitement of having just taken a life for your country, right? Oh. And then you go back to your hotel room sort of like high on the borderline can I say, sexual energy Ooh. of having committed the ultimate sin. Mm. And then you call your wife and she is back home in Reseda, California, sort of making enchiladas from Trader Joe's. And it's like, we're just not on the same plane. And then insanely, vice versa. You know, a month later, she will be out doing the same thing in a different country and I will be home with the kids. And it's like, our schedules don't line up and our states of being don't line up, you know? Yeah, this this is purely hypothetical, obviously. Pure, poor metaphor. <laughs> yes, of course, yes, metaphor. of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. Um, I guess in that kind of scenario, you know, you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes, right? Mm. So, yeah, uh, to this person, I would say, okay, you just killed someone. So for that wife at home or that husband at home— they have to think, okay, how do I also access that sexual energy of having just killed someone, right? And that might require, you know, going over to your neighbor's dog and doing some shit to the dog, beating the dog up, uh, putting the dog in a trash bag, whipping it around your head, letting go, you know? And for that other person, maybe we go, maybe we send that that person who just killed that foreign dignitary to um, a Trader Joe's. I don't know what the equivalent would be in Europe. A little Mercado. 
of some kind, and maybe they get some spanikopita, and they heat it up at home, right? You definitely have traveled. Did you do that in England? Did you do that in England? In England, I... Uh, oh, God, I ate out so much in England. I oh. <laughs> The food, so delish. Cabbage, potatoes. Oh, my God. If you like cabbage, you will have to come over here. I take boiled purple cabbage and I lay it out in the sun. Let me know if you want me to come over to your house. I would love that. I don't usually give my patients my address, but for you, it's um, 3271 North... Mariposa Avenue. Mm. So make sure you hit me up. What is the city and state and zip code? Oh, that I can't give that out. Okay, Okay, we will find you. It's fine. We We will will find find you. We're very good at finding people. Can I ask you a personal question? Please. Do you like wet ham? Wet hand. Do I? Wet ham, 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 ham. Wet hand. Ham, ham, ham. Ham, ham, wet ham. Wet ham? <laughs> yes, I thought you were going to say wet hand again. Me too. <laughs> no, I was Me going to too, go and crazy. I would have liked that, yeah. <laughs> I would have killed somebody in rage. Wet um, ham. Yes, because my wife makes a wonderful boiled ham with wet, wet ham with boiled cabbage and boiled potatoes. So she doesn't dry it off afterwards. It's, oh, no, that no. is where all the flavor comes from. It's so wet. Ooh, I don't know that I've tried it. I'm, I'm, I'm open. I hope okay. to have you over at my house. I do make an incredible wet ham, but this is problem. What if you are person, let's say, just friend maybe, yeah. uh, who goes to Trader Joe's, buys ham and uh, lots of uh, cabbage, make a beautiful meal, shave every little part of their body, waiting for husband's call, can't wait to do the cyber sex, get the call. And they are hopped up on some sort of mission that they have done. Meanwhile, kids are screaming. Boiled ham is waiting. Body is already itching. What is that person supposed to do? Yeah, this is tough. Um, be, you know, sometimes with couples, you you interact in two different realities. Um, once I dated an actor, and worst decision of my life, um, he would do theater productions. Of- oh, no. All Did he do her. Hamilton for you? No, Hamilton. I wish. Mm, oh, I would have loved that. That would be cool. I he, couldn't get tickets. It'd be nice to have it just done in your I, home. Olaf, you know? shut up about the Hamilton. I'm sorry. so sick of this I shit. I love Hamilton. God, I'm sorry. Please go on. No, I, I understand completely. I, My husband, or excuse me, not husband. Oh. <clears throat> my husband at the time. He was um, a you know theater actor. He was doing uh, Oliver. Oh, no. He played uh, the uh, milkmaid in the production. And wow. so I would hear him every night, you know, re- rehearsing, you know, will you buy any milk today, mistress? Any milk today? I, and it was so irritating. But even worse than that, you know, he go. He performed the shows. He come home all high on the stage. Oh, I I blew them away tonight. Oh, standing ovation for the milkmaid. I said that's impossible. Nobody cares about the milkmaid. It's a small part. But oh no, the tonight everyone was waiting for me backstage with flowers. I'd say, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I'm busy. I have my clients. I have my 
at the time I had a, a friendship bracelet business. So I was making tons of bracelets. You know, I'm focused on that. So we were sure. living in two different realities, which which I think is what you're talking about. Um, That's exactly it. In your story of progressive Broadway casting that you just told is the idea that, you know, one of us comes home high on the stage of murder and the other is just you with a friendship bracelet business at home and sad, right? Right. Right. How do you connect? Because it inevitably devolves in a fight where I'm like, I just want you to kill me. Or she's like, I just want you to murder me. And right. I'm like, no, you know, I'm not in that headspace right now. I just, I'm covered in chimichanga, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm just realizing that you're talking about you, um, too, actually. Wow. This whole time they've been talking about themselves. I did not see that coming. I am shook. But I keep my cool. Don't tell anybody, please. We are... We are professional assassins from a non-specific European country. Wow. And we've been living in America for the last 20 years, doing murders and traveling and protecting our government's interests. And And when we were traveling and murdering together, the love was so fresh. It was so ignited. But now when we have these separate lives, we cannot feel the high together. Mm. And that is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That, also, that... please don't say anything because we know where you live, Mariposa. Hello. And we will find the city and the state and the zip code because we are that good. Oh, my God. I can't believe I walked into this. You will wake up with a wet ham in your bed and it will be the last thing that you see. At this point in the session, I'm worried for my safety. Will these spies boil me alive like a wet ham? Or will they poison the filthy martini I drink every night before bed? I realize I need to win over their trust. Everything that we're talking about is completely confidential, aside from when it gets released on the platforms, social media-wise. So you can trust me. Okay, I'm not going to share any of this. This is completely confidential, except for anyone who listens to it. Wow. Okay, so you used to kill people together and it would make you horny. Now you have to kill people one at a time and only one person gets horny. This Because the other one watches the kids. Right, of course. And there's nothing worse than killing horniness through child rearing. I'll tell you what. Oh my God, I see. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have twins, so it's really difficult that it's the same age. I hate twins. Anna Anna and Elsa are the names of our twins. I hate twins. Oh, Oh, and I hate our twins. Golly. Always singing, milk, milk, like it's one word. It's milk. This is, I mean, obviously, I my first recommendation would be to get rid of the kids, but that's not okay. an option, I'm assuming. Well, tell us more about that. Yes. I wouldn't say it's off the table entirely. There's plenty of avenues to get rid of the kids. Um, adoption, uh, leaving them out on the street to beg. I could keep going. I'll send you my list. Um, you I, know, it's interesting. They are very good at begging. The, the, just yesterday, they kept saying, Mama, please, I want a Nintendo Switch. I want Nintendo Switch. I said, it is so expensive right now. You cannot have. Nintendo so, Switch? 
No, Nintendo Switch. Nintendo. Nintendo Switch. You do not. Have, you have Nintendo Switch, no? You get it from Target, Amazon. You get Mario and the Bowser. Oh, Nintendo Switch. Nin Nintendo Switch. Yeah, okay, I hear your English accent coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is crazy. Of course, we're not going to get rid of Honor Elsa, but yeah. m- my question is to you, without getting rid of children, how do we rekindle that love? So I think the biggest question to reframe it for you is, how do I r- access my horniness? So how, okay. do you, how do you both access your horniness around the kids? Because that's what we're dealing with. One person's already going to be all riled up and horny after they killed someone, right? The other one is not horny because they have to take care of the fucking kids. Olaf and Tatiana need to ask themselves, how do I access my horniness when I'm at home? How do I remind myself that I'm sexy when my four-year-old just shit in a bathtub? How do I enjoy my partner's sexual prowess after taking my six-year-old to the ER for swallowing all of my bobby pins? So, what does it take for the person at home? How do you access your horniness at home? I think there's plenty of ways. Go to the bathroom, masturbate before they call, you know? Mm. That's one thing. Nothing hornier than a bathroom. And nothing hornier than that sort of like after you've masturbated feeling. Yes, of course. After you've already come, now yeah. you're ready to come again. Yeah, that, wow. Okay, now it's starting to make sense to me because Olaf will be in the bathroom jerking it so hard. Yeah. He will come, I will call, yes. and he's incredibly relaxed and detached. It is pretty cool. I'm going to ask you about your first sexual experiences. Um, so Tatiana, when's yes. the, when was the first time you remember actually feeling horny? I used to have a teacher um, when I was in the sixth grade. He was a professor, and oh my God, he would wear these incredibly flowy pants. And all the girls and I at the at lunchtime we would say, "Did you see professor's?" penis through the pants and my friend Alice would say oh my god I saw the outline and my friend another Tatiana number two would say oh my god I hope he unfurls that snake oh wow and um and I guess that was the first time and then I would go to the uh the public school bathroom and you know release wow okay um Olaf what about you well, I had not had my first sexual experience until I was 30 years old. Um, huh. So kind of opposite end of the spectrum. And if I'm being honest, I had not had a sexual encounter until I joined the Secret Service and I was sent undercover to seduce a foreign dignitary and then murder her husband while I was there. And so wow. I think that's part of the problem for me. It's like, you know, I associate the idea of sexual excitement with being somebody that I am not and and being sort of abroad and traveling and and the simple act of sex at home is just it's boring to me yeah that makes a lot of sense and I want to tell you we have tried to do the role-playing thing yeah. I have played DSA agent he's not yes. like that I and have I bought- have played uh-uh. a weary traveler just trying to get to my flight on time uh, that's it I have also had a bot- that was gonna splen- be my first recommendation so I'm glad to hear it 
Oh, yeah. Sorry to burst your bubble, but we've tried everything. Good for I you. I have bought the Olaf a bunch of flowy pants That's to right. put on, mm-hmm. but uh, he has massive thighs and every pants is tight. Very big. Uh, Maybe we tell you a couple of the other role play scenarios that we have oh, done. Oh, I'd love to hear. Okay. I have played a, a crystal salesman in Ojai, California, and she has played... I have played uh, Applebee's uh, line cook, line cook in Sedona. Sedona. Uh, hey, let's see. Let's see. I have played. Um, I I do a lot of salesmen. Salesmen's usually my yeah. like. I, I played plant salesmen, lotion salesmen, even oh. computer salesmen. Mm, a classic. That, that, that one's one a classic. Was, yeah, yeah. You're right. And we have tried everything. I have. I, I have even tried to recreate our days when we were a dancer, but mm. I think it really kicked up some past trauma for Olaf. He said, "Oh, that time was the worst time in my life. Actually, I felt oh. like I was a slave, enslaved person." And I said, "Hey, let's not let's not go there." But it, uh, I, I could hear that he was traumatized by that. Eroticism can be stirred in all sorts of ways, and clearly these two have experimented a great deal with fantasy. They've tried the textbook role play. They've tried triggering their past by pretending to be child dancers and ravishing each other's tiny bodies. However, nothing has worked. I think in order to make these two come, we need to know their deepest, darkest desires. What do you remember that was so traumatic from that time? I remember having two left feet and never feeling good enough. Mm. And yet I could not say, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. Because mm. all the children in our village do this growing up. You know, this is the the sort of like village pastime. And I, I couldn't say like, I want to be a professional poker player or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. Right. Is that something you wanted to be a professional po- poker player? Ah, yes. I still harbor dreams of it. I have never told my wife that. How does that make you feel, Tatiana? Well, I am starting to kind of put the pieces together. I am, uh, you know, he spends a lot of time online. Mm. And I thought he was just reading the internet. But now I'm starting to see that maybe he was playing online poker. I can barely read. Oh. And actually, to be honest with you, that never bothered me. That never bothered me. And actually, if I'm thinking about our days as a dancer, I am starting to understand that actually when I started to grow and mature and my body was starting to get to a womanly body, Mm -hmm. I would have a lot of trauma around the fact that he could not lift me anymore the way he used to. I am now a woman in a larger body. And now I'm starting to see that maybe the the rift started there where he was not feeling good enough and I was not feeling good enough. I was too much. He felt not enough. Yes, yes. Wow. This whole time, Olaf and Tatiana have been feeling inadequate in their own way. In order to get these two fucking again, I need to make them feel like a mediocre white guy who's three beers deep and explaining how the electoral college works. Invincible. I actually think, you know... One role play to try, based on what I'm hearing, okay, is that Olaf, you're a professional poker player, <gasps> okay, and you're at a game at the World Series of Poker. World Series of Poker. You've got your <gasps> wraparound shades on. You've got your Tommy Bahama shirt on. What else? 
The stink of Bacardi and Diet Cokes all night. Oh, yeah. Maybe some cargo shorts. What cards am I holding in my hand? Ooh, okay. Um, you got an ace of spades. <laughs> I have a single ace Wall of spades. You got a two of clubs. Oh, not okay. a great card. You well, got a five of hearts. You've got a queen of diamonds. So I'm not playing Texas Hold'em in which you only have two cards in your hand. You've got a another two. Wow. Oh, wow, pair, of a pair. Twos. <laughs> pair of twos. Pair of twos. You've got a two of hearts. I've got three twos. Okay, so I think I have six cards in my hand so far. So you have to return a card. They make you return a card. Oh, it was one of the twos, so you've just got two twos now. Okay, 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 just two twos. And in walks an itty-bitty, teeny-weeny little woman. It's Tatiana. Okay. She's just, she's the woman, she's got the head of her now, but the body of when she was a little girl. Okay. And maybe, maybe I am approaching him and I sit on his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, you sit right on his shoulders. And everyone says, you're not allowed to do that. That's against the rules because she's reading the cards. And and she could be spying on people. And you guys say, no, we're allowed to do this. Right? Spying is what we do. Oh, yeah. Things are steaming up. How are you guys feeling right now with me doing this so far? How are we feeling? This is good. I got to be honest, like, this is not a scenario I have ever considered. And so for you to lay it out so clearly and, like, frankly, serenely, like, there's kind of like a creepy component to all of it, which honestly is very sexually appealing to me. What yes. about you, Tatiana? Oh, I think really what got me is the cargo shorts. Oh, oh the idea of the wraparound Oakleys or the off-brand Oakleys. Oh, I think they're mirror. off-brand for sure. Oh, me as well. I mean, if we're going to go there, why not go all the way? Oh, wow. I've, honestly, I feel a little bit different. Can I ask hmm. how much money is in the pot on the table? Like, what are the stakes? Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, I think we're dealing with... Hundreds, maybe two hundreds of dollars. Oh my, <laughs> my God. God. Wow. So and it's the beginning of the game. It's the beginning of the game. Everyone has just the buy-in. Everyone's just put their Annie in, if you will. This is hot. This is so hot. And someone says, Can I get you any food? What do you order from the cocktail waitress? What do you get? Wet ham. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. We're getting somewhere, I think. What about you, Tatiana? What do you order? Oh, I get some mozzarella sticks. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. And here's what I say. Hey, heat up the sauce. Heat up the sauce. Heat up that dipping sauce, goddammit. I like dippers. What do you want, Anna? What do you want? Mommy was... I'm sorry. I just got so horny with the dipping sauce and my stupid daughter is trying to tell me she is thirsty. God damn it. Oh, God damn it is right. At this point in the session, I am about as wet as a countertop in a paper towel commercial. Leave it to the kids to come and dry me up. I think this scenario works. I think you, you guys both get horny from everything I'm seeing. You get horny, don't you, from that scenario? 
She is a small devil on my shoulder, and I am at the World Series of Poker. Exactly. She's got the body of a 13-year-old girl, right? But the head... The body keeps getting older and older. (laughs) Oh, was the body... How old was the body originally? I feel like you maybe said six. I heard six, too, but, uh, you know. Well, I don't know. Maybe... I guess it's a question for Olaf. How old do you want the body to be? Well, I feel like this is a trap scenario. (laughs) Yes, this is a trap. A trap to figure out what Olaf desires most in his partner, as well as a trap for the police. The dream body is like, can I say not human? Is that okay? Oh. Like what, Olaf? Like, like deep woods fairy. Like, fairy creature. Deep woods fairy. That's right. Like, like creature, like fairy creature who says, come to my lair in the woods. She smells sweet. She's sort of dangerous, but you're mm. you're so attracted. She's like, I've cooked you a beautiful feast. Come, come to my woods lair. Oh. And then you follow her into the woods. And then, boom, you wake up in her fairy bed with your balls cut off and you don't know where your arms are. What do you think, Tatiana? Well, I guess um, the balls part, cut off arms, I, all of it is very uh, horny making to me. But the problem is, is now I am not feeling confident that mm. what he wants is a nymph-like body. Yes. Like somebody, like a little fairy that is two inches tall. I am not two inches tall. I am five eight. You know, and uh, also this idea of also making another, cooking another meal. So basically, he wants me to be Trader Joe's wife in a fairy body. And I don't, I really resent that. And now I'm feeling judged for simply answering, sort of like agreeing to the general premise that she was small enough for (laughs) sitting on my shoulder. Oh, gosh. My dog is barking like, I mean, my daughter is barking like a dog. I just, I hate my life. Can you tell your daughter to (laughs) shut the fuck up? Elsa, shut your lips. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not trying to make you feel judge, but I am also like, oh, I wish my my fantasy was a man with very tiny legs. How would that make you feel, Olaf? I mean, I guess it would make me feel inadequate. So I understand your point of view. Wow. Wow. Look, here's something fun about kinks, because that's what we're talking about. Kinks. Everybody can have their own kink, right? So sometimes it's about how you perceive yourself. So seems like Olaf likes to think of himself as a poker player, but he likes to think of Tatiana as a little nymph. Now, Tatiana, you like to think of yourself physically how? Like a six-year-old? No, I like to picture myself like a giant orc. Mm. Mm. I did not know this. Yes, Olaf, I want to picture myself as a giant orc who can rip somebody's head off with no problem. So in many ways, there seems to be a sort of like fantasy connection between these two ideas. And maybe they're not as far apart as we thought they were. He's right. Olaf and Tatiana's fantasies are similar because they're both absolute fucking fantasy dorks. Tatiana wants to be, as some online message boards put it, a fictional humanoid creature akin to a goblin. She wants to be brutish, aggressive, 
ugly and malevolent in the bedroom. But we are not done figuring out her kink. But Tatiana, what do you want Olaf to be in your fantasy? I think that's important too. I want to, I, you know, like when you go to Best Buy and there is the Geek Squad. You know the Geek yeah. Squad? Is that the, the Geek Squad? Oh, the, here she goes again. She said, this is when you're in America, not in Europe, you go to a place called Best Buy with a Geek Squad. Geek Squad. Best yes. Buy Geek Squad. Okay, now she's getting it. So wow. they, what do they do? They, they help you with technology? Yes, but sometimes I like to picture Olaf as a small guy with kind of like greasy glasses and khaki pants on. And he, he, the fantasy is he says, oh, Tatiana, you're back. I have something that you might like. And it's a Nintendo Switch for your kids. And when he opens the box, it is somehow his butt. Just to make sure I have this clear. He the, he works at the Geek Squad. Olaf does. Yes. You go yes. to the Best Buy. You yes. say, I want the Nintendo Switch. He gives yes. you a box. Inside of the box is his butt. Oh, my God. I'm horny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm horny. Oh, uh, my God. Look, I'm not going to judge your kinks. If that makes you horny, that, that's what makes you horny. So listen, both of you have the tools now. You know... Tatiana, you envision yourself as that big orc woman who's going into a Best Buy and getting welcomed by this geek squad man who's delivering you his butt. And Olaf, you're that poker player at that game. And this little nymph is coming over to sit on your shoulder. That's right. I'm all in, baby. You're all in. Now that we know their deepest desires, Tatiana and Olaf are on their way to erotic, passionate sex. But there is still one problem. Now, back to the kids for a second. We have to figure out a plan to get rid of them. Yeah, what do we do? Well, I just had a thought. You know, I have a sort of, well, call her a grandmother, but she's really more of a witch who lives in the village where we grew up. Oh. And she's always said, you know, if your kids are annoying, send them to me for the summer and I will teach them a couple things. So 100%. maybe we take her up on that offer, you know? I think I think you do. One of my philosophies, I don't know if you've read my books, one of my philosophies is you're not going to survive in marriage if you have kids. Wow, that's profound. Kids ruin sex, yes. ruin love. Ruin your finances. This is true. Golly. But you already have them. And and to top it off, you have twins. I fucking hate twins. Oh, they're Creepiest terrible. thing I've ever seen. Especially Ugh. when you see one of them all by himself. Sick oh. of me. Right. And in many ways, it just looks like a normal kid. <laughs> just looks like an average kid. But they, they're hiding something. I know it. First of all, you were, you've been very generous with your story with me today. And again, I won't be telling anyone. Oh, thank you. Um... About you guys being spies and all that. Yes. Um, and that you kill people and stuff. Um, but really, I think you've, both of you have been more open than the average person I've dealt with. And I think that's why you really came to this, you know, you're going to find that sexual energy again. You are. All right. Wow. We just have to get rid of our kids and yes. maybe we implore our government to start putting us back on, 
you know, double missions again. That's it. You know? hey. There Find we some go. common ground in our work so that we are both killing and both come home with the sexual energy of bloodlust and murder at the same time. Yes, oh love. We give our kids to the witch. We come back together. We do mission. And then we get to spend that kind of ravenous energy on each other. Right. And maybe we give the witch a switch and, you know. And she ah, a Nintendo <laughs> switch for the witch. Oh, sure. Give the love. Give the Switch. Beach, beach, a Give the beach. Beach, a switch. Give the beach, switch. I, I think that's a great idea. I'm, look, I think today, both of you, you go to Best Buy today. And then I think you go to a casino. I think you indulge <gasps> all that fantasy today. Wow. And then I think you fuck your brains out no matter where the kids are. Yeah, that's right. Wow, I'm on board. I, I guess it's like, wow, we, I didn't think that we are going to like solve all our problems in one afternoon, but look at this. I cannot wait to devour my husband's body. Well, this is what I do. You are, that's why you're the best. That's why you, you have so many books out. And um, yeah, congratulations on your deal with Amazon. Thank you. They will be releasing a audio cassette tape. Oh, cassette, okay. That you can buy on Amazon. Okay. How long will it take for the cassettes to get to? It's going to take a while. They're making a lot of them. And obviously, there's not a lot of places making cassette tapes at the moment. So especially right now, we are, it's going to be a big wait. But once the cassette tapes get produced and and made, I'll let you guys know. Well, it will be worth the wait. I can't wait till it comes out on Blu-ray. It's going to be so exciting. No Blu-ray, just all cassette tapes. Cassettes for your, you're going to need a tape player. Okay. So you might want to buy that. Oh, yes. Maybe we'll go to Best Buy, Olaf. Sure. Sounds good. As I don't long think as we they can... sell it there. These two spies had forgotten how to spy on each other. They were too consumed with making mac and cheese fritters for their freaky twins that they couldn't remember what turned them on. But after my session with them, Tatiana and Olaf now realize that without kids, it doesn't matter where they are in the world or what foreign dignitary they just killed. What matters is their ability to access their kinky fantasies and let that orc fuck that poker player. Audio cassette tape of Dr. Deep's books, Twins Are Like Dogs, They Shouldn't Exist, and How to Get Rid of Your Kid in Two Weeks or Less. Available wherever audio cassette tapes are sold. Dr. Deep would like to thank Mary Sohn, Zeke Nicholson, producer and editor Kimmy Gregory, mixer Marina Pais, and Lily Sullivan, who is her greatest inspiration. Hello, Hello Diana. Olaf. And Tatiana. I'm so 
glad that you told us to get rid of those stupid kids. We are having six all the time. We are not on the run anymore. That's we are right. together. I, I guess no, you go could... Ahead. Oh, go no, ahead. Oh, ah, no, look at us. Look at us. We are so in sync. <laughs> we are interrupting. Thanks to you, I have entered a poker tournament in Indio, California. <laughs> Not Las Vegas, but Indio, California, and it's a step. Baby steps, yes. So baby steps, and I. While uh, Olaf is there, I am going to try to do my own thing. I am doing a bodybuilding competition where I will lift grown men over my head. That's right. So thank you so much for pushing us to get past our schedules and our blocks, and now we fuck. I guess you could say it's a royal flush. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh. Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.